Greetings Earthlings, this is Chris Latori, and you're listening to issue number three of the SunspotsComics.com podcast. Thanks for tuning in. And a quick word from our sponsor, SunspotsComics.com. It's our website that is going to be selling a ton of comic books and collectibles and maybe even something a little unique in the near future. So please check out SunspotsComics.com from time to time and make sure you're following us on Twitter and Instagram at SunspotsComics. Well, today is Monday, Memorial Day, coming from you at our Sunspots.comics headquarters, which is our fancy schmancy house here in Los Angeles. But before we get the show started, it's Memorial Day, and you can't go throughout the day without thinking about why we have this day off, and it's uh, dedicated to those who've died in active military service. We remember them. We think of all the sacrifices, the dedication, the determination, the hard work that those people that served and lost their lives, what they did to uh, help us keep our freedoms, to have us enjoy the best country in the world, the United States, and uh, take a second to think about it. And that's my Memorial Day moment. And that leads me into our Sunspots Minute. I was talking to my dad about this, and he mentioned about segregation. Back in the when the band was kind of first starting, 50s and 60s, there were white-only bathrooms and black-only bathrooms. Well, my mom, my dad, and the entire Filipino band were brown. So there was no place for them to go. They had to go outside, in the bushes. Um, they would sometimes put up a barricade of Filipinos so that my mom could put her fancy lounge dress on outside because they had no place to go. So something to think about. One of those little freedoms we take for granted. You know, they they had a, quite a challenge and, and long walks to try to use a restroom somewhere because uh, most of the restrooms then were segregated to white only and black only. Well, what about the brown people? So, <laughs> something to think about there. I want to take a second and discuss uh, my reading process. Some people were asking me about, like, when do I read, how do I read, how long do I read? Well, it's a couple of simple things. Uh, it It's kept me interested in comics throughout the years, the way I do it, and maybe you could try it. Or maybe you have your own way. I'd love to hear people's uh, comic book reading preferences and how they do it, what their process is. So hit me up on chris at sunspotscomics.com via email, and maybe I'll talk about you on the next podcast. I'd love to hear how you read comics. But for me, um, it has to be a well-lit room, but really not direct light, because a lot of the comics today have kind of a gloss, a shimmer, and direct light, of course, just puts glare into your face. So it's it's bright light, but not direct. I have to listen to movie soundtracks. It just so happens... doesn't necessarily have to be a comic book movie soundtrack. But I love to listen to movie soundtracks. It's strange how sometimes the movie soundtrack goes along with the comic. That's when it's just absolute, pure, beautiful moments of art. When you're listening to a movie soundtrack and you're looking at, at a panel and they happen to go together, that's just synergy. It's just mind-blowing, face-melting. And uh, another thing I do is, I guess my style of reading is to first look at the picture of the, in the panel, then read the artwork, and then when I finish the entire comic, I like to go back and look at each panel of art in sequential order. It just, uh, to me, I'm looking for a story that can be told without dialogue. To me, those really stand out, those really have an emotional resonance, when just the art alone is telling you the story and you don't have to rely on the dialogue. It's not always um, that way, of course. Sometimes there's a great, a perfect blend match um, when they actually have 
both the dialogue telling a great story and the art moving the story along but that's just just kind of my process um, usually I read about five comics an hour that depends of course depending on how much dialogue is there but that's my process and I'd love to hear yours hit me up chris at sunspotscomics.com send me an email that's my process and um, I love it and it's kept me reading comics all these years and uh, I'm going to keep doing it that way um, another part of another segment, a new segment, if you will, that I wanted to talk about, something that always pops up for me, and I'm going to call it the news that makes my spider sense tingle. And uh, I'm always looking for headlines in things in science, basically, that I feel are leading us to eventually one day having real superheroes out there. I think it's possible, people. I mean, you look at technology, you look at the rise of how popular comic books are now into movies and television and just the comic book sales in themselves and the stories they're telling. I believe that one day we're going to have something out there. Maybe not in our lifetime, but eventually one day science will meet that that need for some for people to be special, for people to be extraordinary. So I found a couple of headlines that of that kind of go in with that theme. Again, it's news that makes my spider sense tingle. The first one um, was from, it's a UK site called The Register, and it said, the title of it is Boffins, and I looked that word up, Boffins is, it's sort of an English term for scientists, um, have devised Terminator-style liquid metal for an antenna, calling John Connor, John Connor to the checkout, please, that's the whole headline. Uh, once again, um, they're first designing this antenna, um, they're co-working with North Carolina University, uh, doing demonstrations about reconfigurable, reconfigurable liquid metal. Uh, just frightening. They, these, these folks just have even gone directly to the movie Terminator, which eventually robots are killing us and killed us all. And, uh, and thinking of that in mind when they're looking at this ultra-stretchable, self-healing metal component. Um, look that up on the register. Pretty frightening. Boffins. <laughs> Uh, next up, I saw this one on Metro.com. says, Bionic lenses could make your sight three times better than 2020. Well, there you go. I mean, how many superhero figures have amazing eyesight? Uh, this is lenses that you can implant, it says, in approximately eight minutes. And uh, once you've inserted the bionic lens, um, you can see clocks uh, at over 130 feet away. <laughs> uh, it's just, uh, it's crazy that this, they're designing it to be cheap. They're designing it to be available in 2017, possibly. Uh, this has, I mean, military applications up the wazoo, right? Uh, you can just see someone have bionic implants in the very near future. So that one is, uh, is a little frightening and is uh, coming up very soon. <laughs> so, and the third one, I thought, was just screaming Dr. Octopus, um, which was the title, it's on, it's on routers. Mind-controlled prosthetic limbs allow precise, smooth movement. Mind-controlled prosthetic limbs. Brain implants. Putting, <laughs> uh, for people that are missing limbs, where they can use robotic arms, appendages, etc., to control them with their mind. Hello, Dr. Octopus. He's coming, folks. Be ready. Uh, this is um, this was just last week, and there is money being spent on this. There is 
there are universities and private firms uh, trying to let you have the ability to, with your mind to control robotic appendages. So those are the three stories that make my spider sense tingle. Hope you like that. Next up, I wanted to discuss Daredevil Season 1. Finally finished it. There aren't going to be any spoils here, but I can tell you Netflix did a fantastic job with Daredevil. I've said it before, I'll say it again. I finally completed it, um, and the show in a whole was great. Fantastic. Dark. Gritty. Violent. Uh, my wife Patsy mentioned, why does everyone have to be drinking alcohol in almost every other scene? Uh, we're not big drinkers. So, yeah, what's up with that? I guarantee you we won't see it next season, but there just seemed to be a lot of moments where people were just downing booze. I mean, yeah, it's a gritty world. Yeah, there was a lot going on, but um, I don't know. I agree with her. I didn't really see it necessary as to why they had to constantly be opening up a bottle and and just pounding some booze. I don't know. Not necessary. But I guarantee you we won't see it next season of Daredevil. It'll be gone. But um, it was well done. The suit looks fantastic. Looks great. I, it didn't feel corny. Didn't feel over the top. Um, it wasn't extremely lit up in a real bright way, but that's the way it should be. So in the shadows, it looks fantastic. It's a dark red, and it's uh, his... His Eskrima sticks, uh, his da his Daredevil, you know, uh, grappling hook esque, two um, you know kata sticks that he used looked great, and um, it's it's very similar to the Daredevil movie, which I know nobody likes, but I thought it looked uh, similar in some ways. Yes, unique in its own way, but it's just reminiscent of it. And uh, see that see that immediately if you haven't already watched it, watch all of it. Thirteen episodes, roughly an hour each. They go by really fast, cliffhangery at the end of every episode to keep it going. It's paced right, it's uh, fun and dark and heavy, but maybe, you know, not too heavy and dreadful. Check it out, it's a good watch. Uh, one thing I'm excited about that I read recently is that Simon Cowell from American Idol is taking on a project to produce a movie for the story called The Fifth Beetle. And The Fifth Beetle is done by James Robinson as an independent hardcover-style book about uh, The Fifth Beetle, um, Brian Epstein. Um, the art in it is amazing. It's sort of this uh, psychedelic art splashing of, of music and what the music sound has sort of its own color and look to it. This artist, you know, it's almost what you mind, what you think what is going on in your mind when you listen to music. It's just sort of this, if you can interpret what is happening in your brain, it's like this, the this beautiful splash of color. And so I'm excited about this because I'd love to see, I mean, deep pockets with uh, Simon Cowell. Um, so that that must be, it, it, I'm so excited about. It. I hope it's done well. Uh, it also says that it, Dark Horse is going to be doing a paperback version of it, which is great. The um, hard book, the hardbound book, is kind of hard to to get. It's, it is on Amazon, but uh, and it's beautifully done and large print uh, with uh, just heavy cardstock, heavy paper stock that just feels beautiful in your hand. And uh, the Fifth Beetle, so that's pretty exciting. I'm I'm pretty jazzed about Simon Cowell wanting to make a major motion picture with the Fifth Beetle about Brian Epstein, the manager behind the making of the band. They wouldn't be the Beatles if it wasn't for Brian Epstein. Fantastic piece of art and work. I definitely recommend it. Another product I want to give a shout out to is 
a company called Eagle Moss that's making the Marvel chess set. Uh, I have the whole Batman chess set. It's beautifully done. They're heavy, heavy sort of pewter-like figures. Great detail, fantastically painted, and uh, you. It's primarily in the UK. That at first uh, they opened up the um, Marvel chess set to the US, which when I joined. I joined so early that I have a very, very low member number, <laughs> and when I've when I've called them in the past to tell them I've got a broken piece, which has only happened a few times, uh, they they pretty much know who I am because of my low priority number. I must have been one of the first Americans to join join this, and they do a great job. I've had a couple of broken pieces. They they send them uh, send me new ones immediately. Um, they're just so well done. They if you sign up for the membership, they give you the board for free, the chessboard. And a, each one comes with like a magazine that has great art in it. And if you join the membership, you get a actual uh, the board for free and the magazine holder that holds 16, and uh, with these little pegs that hold it into place. And it's fantastic to just pop open and it tells you about the the chess piece itself and what that piece does. Which I'm a beginner, um, so I'm playing right now with with my wife Patsy, and we're both beginners and just kind of learning, but. The set looks amazing. People come into the house and see it. They go, "Wow, that's that's pretty cool." And uh, I've, I'll post a picture on uh, all the Instagram and 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 uh, Twitter. But uh, I want to give a shout out to Eagle Moss doing it right. The Marvel chess uh, set is maybe halfway done. I'm looking forward to so much, uh, so much, so many more pieces coming. There's even special edition pieces that are two or three characters uh, that, if you join the membership, that's the only way to get them. So, uh, really well done chess set, Marvel pieces, check it out, I'll, po I'll post some pictures. And next up, I wanted to give a brief timeline on 2016 and the seven comic book movies that are being released in 2016. Oh, I'm so excited about this. It's going to be a crazy year, and I'll, I have them in chronological order here. So number one is Deadpool, uh, February 12th. Number two, Batman vs. Superman. March 25th. Number three, Captain America, Civil War. That's on May 6th. Number four, X-Men Apocalypse. I mean, that's just so exciting. The uh, same team that did the other, the other two. May 27th. Number five, Suicide Squad, August 5th. And that looks fantastic. Excited about that. Here's one I didn't know until I looked it up here. Uh, October 7th, Gambit movie. Gambit, and it's played by Channing Tatum. A uh, solo movie with Gambit, October 7th. And finally, number seven, Doctor Strange. Wow, I mean, that's uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, November 4th. So, fantastic. Seven movies, 2016. Could not be more excited about that. Okay, now my top four. Top four comics. I know it's a weird number, but there were just four. I was going to keep it at three, but my very last comic I read today was a new number one, and it jumped on there. But the pick of the week for May 20th is by Dark Horse Comics, The Goon. This is titled Once Upon a Hard Time. It's part three of four. Eric Powell, writer, artist. It uh, It's very rarely that a comic can invoke like an emotional response out of me. And this comic, the main character, Goon, is beaten up, broken down, fed up of this sort of 
war that's going on for his small town. His small town has some spiritual, otherworldly essence in the town, and this band of evil monsters are trying to take over this town, and Goon is having nothing of it. And it really does come off to me in an emotional way. He's really beaten, really down, really fed up, and but not to the point where he's giving up. It's it's uh it's it's an emotional high and low. The art by Eric Powell. What can I say? I mean, we're on I've read probably altogether about 100 issues for the goon and it's just dark and it's fun though at the same time. <laughs> Strange contrast, but um got got to give it up the pick of the week. The Goon. Check it out. It's um, a Dark Horse comic. Fantastic number one. It was tough to pick a number two, but number two, Marvel Comics Moon Knight by Colin Bunn, German Peralta, and Dan Brown. Uh, Moon Knight is just a home run. Each issue sort of stands alone. There is continuity, but well done. This is like the story of the Boogeyman, and their interpretation of what the Boogeyman is is frightening. And this is adult and gruesome. I'm looking for the mature content notification on the front. There is not one. There's a panel where Moon Knight is throwing his, like, moon stars, like kind of ninja stars. And there's a reflection of this boogeyman character on it in, like, a purpley pink hue. And it's awesome and frightening at the same time. You really get a sense of, he's n Moon Knight's not going to beat this guy. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just well done. And... He's feeling that the spirit that gave him his Moon Knight powers has forsaken him. And what this spirit is doing to make being Moon Knight really difficult. But uh, awesome bad guy in it. Great action. Uh, they don't over-dialogue this. It's just uh, really telling the story in a, in a unique, uh, quick way. Uh, the way they do action is just, it's just well done and well cropped. And the panels just sort of flow it's it's really well done so moon knight number two or moon knight actually number 15 is my number two pick number three pick is by valiant comics bloodshot reborn by jeff lemire miko swayan david baron and sorry miko if i pronounce your name wrong the art in this is amazing it uh is so detailed so lifelike so realistic looking not comic booky it's just very real life uh sort of style and the face, facial expressions are just spot on. You can really see the emotion in them. And the way he does close-ups on skin is just uh, so realistic looking. And the coloring on it, big props to the coloring. It's all just real looking. So if you really wanted to splash a little bit of, of realistic look and feel, that's Bloodshot. Cool story about how this super soldier with nanites in his blood that heal him and give him almost... Uh, um, mind control like powers uh, loses all the nanites in his blood system and those nanites are spreading throughout the world uh, basically creating serial killers and one sort of controversial moment in the comic was when one of the someone a stranger is infected by the nanites and shoots people in a movie theater and I thought to myself man that's uh, close to life and maybe on a Marvel comic would have some some headlines some controversial notes here um, maybe too soon related to what happened in the in the theater a few years ago. I believe it's been that long. But uh, Bloodshot Reborn, uh, that's my number three pick. Fantastic, well done. And it's the fourth pick. The surprise pick was by Boom Comics. Looks like they're celebrating their 10-year anniversary. Boom Studios, can you believe that? 
Number one of four, O Kill Strike by Bemis, Farber, and Tumburis. Again, apologize on the names. This has kind of a comic book strip feel to it, you know, Sunday newspaper kind of art style. Uh, it's a story of a guy that is uh, not happy looking back on comic books in the 90s. He, but he finds out that a, a 90s comic book, which is kind of hailed, a fictitious comic book, is hailed as one of the worst comic books of all time, is worth like $100,000 because it's extremely rare. So he goes on a mission to Mom's, uh, into Mom's attic, getting out the old comic books, because he's married, has a kid, and you know not living at home, but goes into Mom's attic to, to pull this comic book out, and the comic book character, oh, Killstrike, walks right out of the comic book. So a little other otherworldly there, a little twist, but it's, it's, uh, it's a, definitely a social commentary on how comics were in the 90s. It definitely made me feel a little nostalgic, but uh, also kind of laughed. This character has no feet. This character, um, Rob Liefeld would probably draw and write. Um, so that's my number four pick. Oh, kill strike. Check that out. Well done. Number one of four. So that's all the picks. Hope uh, you like them. Hope maybe uh, you're inspired to grab one. You definitely should. They're all really, really good. And out of the 14 comics, you know, 10 of them were different comic book publishers. Uh, Actually, Dark Horse had four of the 14. So just a nice, eclectic blend of different art styles, different writing styles. What I really like is when comics are all over the place and I have different themes and different characters, and that's definitely what this week was all about. And before we wrap up the show, and as we're going into closing here, we have our first website fan mail. They, they sent in an email to chris at sunspotscomics.com. Uh, this is from Nicole. And Nicole's re email reads, I am really into The Walking Dead, Thor, God of Thunder, Indestructible Hulk, and the artwork in all new X-Men. Wow. Based on that information, what one comic would you recommend for me? Oh, man. Well, that's tough. I did spend some time on this. That's a hard, uh, hard to just pick one. Esau Ribic's art in Thor, God of Thunder is hard to match. I mean, there's really, he's one of the best, Esad Ribic, and I apologize if I'm saying it wrong. So that's a really tough, tough find. But, um, alright, so you like Walking Dead, you like the Thor, you like the Indestructible Hulk, a lot of action in that. Um, artwork in uh, New X-Men was fantastic. I, I did that for a while, but bounced out. So anyway, after, after looking through my boxes, pulling out certain comics, and looking to see... What really jumps out at me as a strong recommendation for someone that would like those titles, my recommendation is by Image Comics, Invincible. And Invincible is written by Robert Kirkman, so it definitely has that no one is safe, uh, let's push the boundaries sort of writing style. Uh, he likes to keep you guessing, he likes to surprise you, I like that about his writing style. This has been consistent. The art uh, it's fantastic. Uh, Ryan Otley, and he, they've, he, they've stayed consistent. This team has stayed together. They're on 119, and they've all stayed together. There might have been one or two fill-ins, but even then, they were well done to where you could hardly tell. Invincible. Um, every single month, I look forward to it. It's always on time. It's always consistent. You get the same team. That is important. You can pick up reprints in all sort of ways, from omnibuses, omnibus to, to, to trades, and that's that's important too so you can save a few bucks and it's always a fast read it's i didn't jump on from number one and uh, joined in kind of late but read the trades like really quickly because they 
They have great little cliffhanger endings. Uh, the characters are developed well. He really takes his time in developing those characters and creating characters that you care about and ones that you don't care about. They make great villains. Um, he knows how to make a good villain that will get under your skin and you can't wait to see what happens to that, th those great villains. So, uh, Invincible. It's a reread for me, which is very rare. So, I went right to the top there, Nicole. So, check out Invincible. Buy it immediately. It's great to have in the collection. They're good rereads. One to share with your friends, family, and whoever. So, uh, that's my reply to our very first fan mail. So, thank you, Nicole, for sending in your email to chris at sunspotscomics.com. And I hope to get more. Please, uh... Please comment on your reading style. I'd love to hear about that. And if you have any other questions or recommendations, hit me up, of course, the Instagram, the Facebook, coming soon, uh, Twitter, at Sunspots Comics, and even just write directly into Chris at SunspotsComics.com. So that's going to wrap up the show. Thanks again for listening to issue number three. I hope you had fun. And uh, yeah, I will be doing a podcast next week. And hope to uh, hear from you guys soon. Reach out to me anytime. And uh, don't forget... Have fun storming the castle!